You take a look at the Senate, and they are right now living through the hellscape that Chuck Schumer wants to put them through. Talking about taking voting rights away from Americans. Debating changing filibuster rules to further take away the rights of Americans. It's not the most important story in America right now. As is being reported by the Associated Press, Starbucks has put an end to the vaccine mandate after the Supreme Court ruling. Starbucks no longer requiring U.S. workers to be vaccinated against COVID-19, even though they announced the policy earlier this month, but it was the Supreme Court saying no to OSHA, no to uh, the Biden administration, on forcing private employers with over 100 employees to have everybody vaccinated. And that's an important story. The Starbucks chief operating officer, John Culver, saying in a memo, we respect the court's ruling and will comply. Not that even though the court said this, we're still going to do that. And this could very, very well be a, a remarkable signal to other companies. Hey, don't go forward with this. It's a bad freaking idea. I've got more on that subject coming up. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. I tell you, it's not the most important story of the day. The most important story of the day is about a Playboy... I got to say it right. I got to say it right. The most important story of the day is about a Playboy model who says she's too beautiful for love and that men are scared to date her. I swear to you, this is the single most important story of the day because this is a story of how you raise men in today's America. Those of us, those of you who raise boys are fully aware of the challenges. Now, the people out there who who feign feminism will tell you about toxic masculinity, and they'll tell you about, oh, sure, the boys have it rough. What about the girls? We're not saying that life is not fraught with ups and downs and challenges and weirdnesses. We are stating, and I am stating very clearly, that it has been a nonstop attack on boys and on men and on masculinity going on for well over a decade. And some people could trace it back a lot further than that. Somehow we've determined that masculinity is wrong and bad and that there's toxic masculinity. And we take schools which want to talk about the important work that they do, and I would argue that schools can do important work. But if we're going to talk about students learning differently and you want to make it about black and white students, I want to make it about boys and girls because there is a difference. If only because men are not women and women are not men. You see how that conversation comes into it? Oh, that always drives them nuts. Boys are not girls and girls are not boys. They're different. Maybe we should address it as such. Maybe we should be clear about this but I I saw this story over at the New York Post and I said wait a second first of all very very pretty woman by the name of Elizabeth Marie Chevalier 
she finds it impossible to find suitors. And she's like, yeah, the problem is uh, I'm too hot. Dating guys is, dating is hard. Guys are scared because I'm so beautiful. She's a 27-year-old. Because I'm tall, I'm 5'10", and I'm beautiful, and I have a very intense personality. Now, wait a second. If you tell me you have an intense personality, that may be a turnoff. But maybe you have an intense personality because you're used to people not being direct with you in the good way. Being direct is very, very important. Not beating around the bush is very, very important. Being clear is very, very important. Uh, Being able to speak in a loud voice. Do you know how many times I am told, Tony, why are you always yelling on TV? Tony, why are you always yelling on radio? I'm not yelling. This is how I talk. I speak in a way so I know everybody can hear me. There are some people who like to talk really soft. They talk really soft, and because they're talking soft, they're drawing you in. That way you know what they're saying is really important, and you'll pay attention to every word. Nonsense! Words are not less important because you speak in a clear voice. Speaking in a clear voice is to ensure that everybody can hear you. It is also, I believe, the approach of the confident. Confidence is everything. And while I don't get into the conversation of, here's how you have to be a man. We need more real men in America. We're not raising enough men in America. Although it it is true that we're not raising enough men in in, in America. We're not. (laughs) It's a serious issue. It is one that will destroy us. Manlyhood, manliness, I should say manhood, manliness is good. Being a man is good and important and valuable, and it is imperative that you teach your young boys that right now. You also have to teach them what it means to be a man. And part of being a man, conversations that we have in in, in my home is about confidence. It's about how you walk into a room. I've said before, and, and this is true, it was so strange that even during the days when I was, uh, in, you know, I was depressed and suicidal, it was my 20s, right? I spent the most of my 20s in depression. It probably started way earlier than that, and it lasted in, in, into my 30s as I was working my way through it. Things are good now. Life, life is good. It does get better. It, it takes work, but it does get better. Um, even through that, for whatever reason, I always walked into a room like I was in charge. I truly believe that. To this day, I don't care the room I walk into. I walk into the room like I'm in charge. If you heard, ever heard my, my interview with, with President Trump, I was, I was at the, the old executive office building on the grounds of, of the White House, and it was a radio row, and he comes through, and he sits down. Sits down right in front of me. He's right in front of me. DJT, boom, right there. Mr. President, how are you? And we start talking, and and during the and at that time it was Gary. Oh, what was his name? It wasn't Gary? Gary Cohn and uh, is there, and Mick Mulvaney is is there. They sit down too. They just sit down right next to him, and without missing a beat, I'm like, look at this. Yeah, yeah, you got Gary Cohn. You you got Mick Mulvaney. They're they're trying to strong arm me, Mr. President. You see what they're doing? I don't care that it's Donald Trump. I don't care that it's the president. 
I understand who I am when I walk into a room. I am giving respect, and I am also presenting myself in a way that hopefully ensures I get respect. I think some people find that a bit awkward. What do you mean you walk into a room like you own it? You walk into a room like you're in charge. This is not about rudeness. This is not about telling people what to do. This is about having a sense of purpose, of who I am, of of knowing myself, about being confident, feeling good about who I am. And a great part of that comes from a confidence in, in my positions, in my beliefs, in my family, in my, in, in my soul. Confidence comes from a lot of things. And when some of those things are, are not in balance, it can create issues. But one of the places that, that confidence is important and teaching confidence is important is about teaching your children, men and women, boys and girls, how not to be afraid. This woman can't find a date because she's so pretty, a guy won't go up to her and say, hey, you want to grab a drink? Hey, you want to go back to my place? Which, by the way, is a fine question. That is not an abusive question. That's not a horrific question. That is the question that perpetuates the species. If you cannot ask a woman as a man, hey, you want to go back to my place? The human race dies. Just a, just a fact, just sharing it as it is. The amount of times I've explained to my children that there is nothing easier than talking to a person of the opposite sex, you just got to say hello. Guys, boys have this thing, oh, I can't ask her, she's too pretty, oh, I can't ask her, she's too popular. Nonsense, no one's asking her. No one's asking her because they think that somehow it's unobtainable and so it becomes unobtainable. When you think someone is too attractive, you're not talking about them, you're talking about yourself. You're talking about your lack of confidence. You're talking about lacking a clear vision in who you are and whether you're a good, decent person worthy of engaging in conversation, worthy of respect, and yes, indeed, worthy of love. And when people engage the idea of toxic masculinity, this is what they're saying. They're saying that you are not worthy, and to those people, go to hell. Don't let them decide for you. Just like you don't not ask the girl out, dear son. Don't you decide you know how the deal's going to go down? You got to at least see. You like somebody, you want to go to a movie or you want to hang out or whatever the case may be, go ask. Then you'll know and you can then move about your day with a yes answer, with a no answer, with a whatever. Somebody wants to give you a maybe and, 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 and play games. You know what? You're not somebody who plays games because you know who you are and what you have to offer. Next. Marie on Twitter tweeted out that confidence is super sexy. Damn straight it is. Damn straight it is. You want you want the biggest turnoff in history? You want the biggest turnoff, ladies? The biggest turnoff there is? I'll give you two. I'll give you two. I will give you two of the biggest turnoffs that there are. 
Number one, any woman who cannot shake your hands properly. You give me one of those little nonsense dead fish handshakes, guaranteed we ain't going to like each other. Guaranteed or your money back. I'll give you the second one. Now, this one can apply to men as well because I've seen this before. I have never, that I know of in my life, ever introduced myself without saying Tony Katz. I have never once introduced myself to someone as Tony. I have a full, complete name, and I give it. Because I want you to know who I am. If I'm taking the time to introduce myself, you better damn well know who I am and remember it. And my name is Tony Katz. Do you ever notice when I do the show, did you ever notice? I get this one all the time. Why is it that I end like like almost every segment with I'm Tony Katz? Why do I do that? Well, it, it, it starts with I hate, I despise when radio hosts are, are talking and then don't identify themselves. Though some maybe do it in the beginning, but they won't do it at the end. And so people are like, wait, who was that? Like they're tuning in for the first time. It's like Mickey Mantle. Why do you play so hard for every play? Well, someone's seeing me for the first time. If you're hearing me for the first time, I want you to know who I am so you come back. Where's that Tony Katz guy? Very important. And and number two, uh, uh, I am so confident in what I'm saying that I sign it. Like John Hancock on the Declaration of Independence. Let the king see it and kiss my ass along the way. Tony Cat, I'm signing what it is that I just said. Confidence is extremely important. Confidence is not about ego. Confidence doesn't mean that you're always right. Confidence is about a sense of self. And that sense of self is extremely important for men. And how do men expect to meet someone? How do boys expect to learn how to meet somebody. If they don't have a confidence in themselves, it doesn't mean that everything's going to work out. It doesn't mean that that's the person for you. It doesn't mean that they even like you. That's not what it means. It's about a confidence in self that you know that you can properly, respectfully, and joyfully introduce yourself to somebody. That you feel good enough about who you are as a person to do that. It's about having a connection to your soul and a knowledge base that you are worthy of love and of being loved and and, and of engaging with people, so you do. So you do. This story in the New York Post is the single most important story I've come across. Playboy model says she's too beautiful for love, Men are scared to date me. And I will tell you, they filled this uh, article with a lot of photos um, that one could argue is not safe for work. But conceptually, be talking to your kids. Be talking to your boys. What does it mean to have purpose? And what does it mean to have a, a reliance in yourself and a belief in yourself and a faith in yourself And how do you connect all these things to a feeling of confidence that no, no one's too pretty, no one's too rich, no one's too smart. You're worth knowing. 
Now go out there and introduce yourself. It's a skill and one we have to teach to create the men we want in society. I'm Tony Katz. So some people ask me, Tony, how do you know the end of civilization is nigh? I'm like, whoa, that's that's pretty heavy. I don't I don't think the end of civilization is is you know near. And then I read that Mike Tyson is speaking with Jake Paul about a boxing match that would bring in thirty six million dollars. And then I say, okay, it is the end of the world. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Uh, Jake Paul is a YouTuber and a putz. Or at least he was a putz until he got into this whole boxing thing. His brother, more famous than him, Logan Paul, they have made millions on YouTube. And he's taken to this boxing thing, and I, I assume everything is a stunt. I assume everything is 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 a fix on how this works. But he's beating some people up. And now they're going to do an exhibition bout in Las Vegas. Mike Tyson, first things first, rapist. Second things second, what is he, 60? Isn't Mike Tyson 60 by now? I'm not joking. I'm, I'm, I'm asking. And Jake Paul has got to be... Younger 30s, they've got a 30-year age gap between them. And people are going to pay money to see these two guys beat each other up. I'm going to say it again. Mike Tyson is a rapist. You know what America has said? Have a second act. Have a third act. Be in movies. We don't care. I mean, he was still a champion of champions. And I don't know how quickly that skill set leaves you. I don't think there's any question that Mike Tyson could destroy anybody around him, but, man. If you are comparing voter ID laws to communism, you've lost the battle. You've lost the whole battle. You've lost the everything. You've lost, well, you're just nuts. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833. Got Tony. 833-468-8669. I have so many things to get to. This was Debbie Wasserman Schultz. She used to be a somebody in the Democratic Party until people learned that she didn't know what she was doing. And then she was out of heading up the DNC and barely holding on uh, to being a member of Congress, but this was something. Uh, This is an ugly stain on our history, and we need to make sure that we pass voting rights legislation so that we we don't uh, get lumped in in the cauldron of of, uh, suppression and oppression that communist countries that my constituents fled from are are, are in the midst of. Voter ID is the same as the oppression of communism? 
stop, stop, just stop. We'd be a lot better off if uh, people doing these interviews, uh, if this, I don't know if this was just her talking to constituents via video or an interview, if people said, you know, you're, you just sound ignorant as all get out. Also, who has a perm anymore? I mean, just, just that one too would be great. But speaking about communism, Inez Cantor Freedom. Now, the NBA still, not ha- has, still has not moved on the minority owner of the Golden State Warriors who said, I, I don't care about Uyghur Muslims. And I want to be clear, I don't care that he doesn't care. This is what he said on a podcast with Jason Kalkanis. Nobody cares about what's happening to the Uyghurs, okay? You, you bring it up because you really what? care, and I think what that's nice that you cares? care. The rest of us don't care. I'm just well, telling you a very care? hard. Wait, wait, I'm you're telling you, you very, personally don't care. I'm telling you a very hard, ugly truth. Okay, of all the things that I care about, yes, it is below my line. Okay, oh, of all the things that I care about, it is below my line. Disappointing. Well, that's great. That's below your line. I don't actually care that it's below his line. I don't care if he thinks about the Uyghur Muslims or not. I didn't know he existed before this. It means nothing to me now. I think it's interesting that a guy who fled persecution and was able to come to America and became a billionaire doesn't care. But hey, you know, that's just me thinking it's it's weird. The question is, how can the NBA still allow him to be an owner? They have shown that if you speak against groups in unsavory ways, you're fired. You're gone. Do we or do we not have Donald Sterling, formerly the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers, thrown out of the NBA, losing his team because he said to his girlfriend in a private conversation, it's pretty gross, I don't know why you like to associate with all these black people. That's the paraphrase. That's what he said. I I don't get it. I don't understand it. Lost his team over it. This guy said, I don't care if Muslims get slaughtered in camps. And yet, it, it, you know, nothing. Weird flex from the NBA. Inez Cantor Freedom of the Boston Celtics, formerly Inez Cantor, he changed his name when he became an American citizen. He has been taking on the NBA, taking on Nike, specifically taking on people like LeBron James because they don't actually support freedom. It's all just lip service, blah, 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 blah. Nike uses slave labor. China imprisons its people, doesn't allow for free speech. And LeBron James uh, won't go on the record about Hong Kongers, but he'll attack the former general manager of the Houston Rockets, Daryl Morey, for saying he supports Hong Kongers. Well, you see, the problem is Daryl was uneducated on the subject. No, he wasn't. He was perfectly educated on the subject. If LeBron had known perfect Mandarin, he would have apologized like he was John Cena. But a tweet went out that Yao Ming, former NBA player, who is Chinese, has invited Inez Cantor Freedom to visit China after the uh, after Cantor urged athletes to boycott the Beijing Winter Olympics. I think the Winter Olympics are just like a couple of weeks. No one cares. No one's talking about it. No one's interested. Nobody wants to support China. This is another one of the reasons why we have to put an end 
to the Olympics and ends the kidding around, you can't support China in any way, shape, or form. And it's hard to do with products. That's why we need more manufacturing here in the United States. But Yao Ming, if there is an opportunity, he writes, I would like to invite him to visit China. Then he may have a more comprehensive understanding of us. The argument always made by China is you don't understand. The argument always by China is you're insulting us. The, China, the argument always made by China is how dare you. No, no, no. How dare China? How dare China? China's the bad guy. All communists are bad guys. So Inez Cantor puts out a video, sees this from, from Yao Ming, and uh, decides to respond to it. I want you to hear it for yourself. Just yesterday, I saw it on the news that former NBA player Yao Ming invited me to China. I want to be very clear. I have nothing against Chinese people. My problem is with the cultish Chinese Communist Party and the brutal dictator Xi Jinping. Well, I want to say thank you for your kind offer. And yes, I accept your invite. I would like to come to China this summer and see everything with my own eyes. But on this trip, will we be able to visit the Uyghur slave labor camps or visit the innocent woman being tortured, raped, and abused? Will we get to see how the regime destroys bodies after harvesting their organs so there is no evidence? Or will you show me propaganda only? Inez Cantor Freedom is the bravest man in sports Period. LeBron James wouldn't sit down with Donald Trump. Oh, I wouldn't sit down with him. I'll sit down with Barack, though. That's what he said. How easy is it to sit down with Barack Obama? Sitting down with Trump, that would show that you want to actually engage and you want to get people to understand you. But LeBron James isn't tough. Enes Cantor Freedom is tough. Oh, I'll go to China if we visit the Uyghur labor camps. If we talk about the women getting raped, state-sanctioned rape, Inez Cantor is the bravest guy in sports today. Not Megan Rapino. She has never done a brave thing in her life. Oh, look at me. I'm going to take a knee. Nothing compared to this. While we are in China, can we swing by Tibet's? Can we see what the regime is doing to these beautiful people? Under the Chinese government's brutal rule, Tibetan people's basic rights and freedoms are non-existent. Let's show the world how Chinese Communist Party is erasing Tibetan identity, religion, and culture. On this trip, can we please visit Hong Kong together? Hong Kong used to be one of the freest cities in the world. Yet now, the destruction of free press, crackdowns on rights and more arrests are happening each and every day. On this trip, can we please visit Taiwan together so you can see how democracy is thriving, even as they worry that China may invade any day. Let's look at the happy faces of the Taiwanese people as you tell them how the regime you support wants to kill them if they do not want to be a part of China. Sorry, he wins. Whatever office he's running for, 
I like honest people. All right, I need to know a little bit more about them. But let Yao Ming answer that. Let him answer it. Let let us honestly discuss what is. You know, we go back to this minority owner of the Golden State Warriors. I would use his name. It's just, it's very hard for me to pronounce. I don't want to just destroy it. So I'm just referring to him as the minority owner of the Golden State Warriors. I mean, he's a billionaire. America's an amazing country. But he also tried to equate China and the United States in terms of human rights abuses. That can't be done. No honest person can do that. It's a pseudo-intellectual position. It's a lie. But it's one that makes a guy like that feel good so he can go about engaging business in China and not have to question himself. Well, they're all do it. They're all bad. I'm just, you know, just an opportunity. I'm going to make some money. I mean, feel free, but understand what it is you're doing. Inez Cantor Freedom. He's doing it right. And then there is what I think is one of the great stories of the day, that they are going to make a Weird Al Yankovic biopic. Is it biopic? No, it's biopic. It's biopic. Daniel Radcliffe. Harry Potter is going to play Weird Al Yankovic in this movie that's being put together by the Roku channel. I, I can't, I can't see it. I wonder if he had come out with the song today, how many people would say that he's insensitive and, and it's, it's, it's wrong and he's, he's fat shaming and the, and, and, and the whole thing. I got, I got to assume, I got to assume that would, that would be, uh, today. Uh, I, now fat is not actually my, my, my favorite, uh, uh, of his, um, Tacky is really, really good. Uh, I always thought that was a, a good, solid song. Um, Foil is good. If you, if you haven't heard that one, um, another one rides the bus. That was that was the original. I mean, I think that's the one that started his career. Instead of another one bites the dust, it was another one rides the bus. But this one I think is sensational. His version of Blurred Lines about grammar called Word Crimes. This song is silly smart. Like I could care less. Yeah. That 
just slow down And use the right pronoun Show the world you're no clown Say you got an attitude Followed by a apostrophe Yes, no what you said You would not use this in the streets As a possessive I mean, it's nuts. It's a full-on grammar lesson. It's incredible. And the video, the video also, special. First, let's be clear. Weird Al has made crazy amounts of money. We were doing, we were doing some research on, on some other things as well. Like we were talking about uh, uh, Mike Tyson getting into this nonsense fight with Jake Paul. They're doing it for $36 million. Mike Tyson is 55. So in case you were wondering. 55. He's 30 years older than the YouTuber Jake Paul, and they're going to do some kind of nonsense boxing match. I'm just so glad we now celebrate rapists in, in, in America. Weird Al. See, this isn't right. Like, I, I looked it up, and they want to tell me that he's got a net worth of $20 million. Weird Al has a net worth of way more than $20 million. Are we all insane? He's got crazy amount of albums. He's won Grammys. What what are we kidding ourselves? Huge, huge dollars for Weird Al. Way more than... But I don't know anybody who wants to see uh, a, a movie about him. Right? Does anybody want to see a movie about Weird Al? I just can't, I just can't envision it. Can't envision that that's, that that's the, the case. Uh, somebody, uh, Greg on Twitter said, uh, Weird Al's best song is the hardware store. Nothing ever happens in this town, feeling low down. Not a lot to do around here. I thought that I would go right out of my mind until a friend told me the news. He said, you know, that they can lot right beside the gas. Well, somebody bought it, and on the spot, they're going to build a shop where we can go buy bolts and screws. He did do a couple of original songs, but the parodies are, are what made him. I'm, Dan, and, and Harry Potter is, is doing him? I just can't. I can't visualize it, but this is the guy who, after Harry Potter, did Equus, and he appeared on stage in the West End naked. So clearly didn't want to be typecast. Doing some more of that, it seems to me. I'm Tony Katz. So while Chuck Schumer and Senate Democrats continue to move on taking away voting rights from the American people, oh yeah, it's going to be a day of talking and voting. Over there in the Senate, Senator Kirsten Man- uh, Kirsten Mansion. That's funny. Kirsten Cinema. That was very funny. She's of Arizona. Well, she lost a donor. Emily's List, which supports uh, leftist candidates, supports women, will not support Kirsten Cinema anymore. Understanding that access to the ballot box and confidence of election results are critical to our work and our country. We have joined with many others to impress upon Senator Cinema the importance of the pending voting rights legislation in the Senate. So far, those concerns have not been addressed. So uh, we're clear, the group Emily's List 
they uh, favor taking away the voting rights of Americans. They favor support of the John Lewis Voting Rights Act or the Freedom to Vote Act, which takes away voting rights from American citizens, places it out of the hands of the states and into the hands of the federal government. Pretty sad for Emily's list. Pretty sad indeed. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today.